Week 37, going through the Beatitudes, today is the meek. What is the third Beatitude from Matthew 5, 5? You'll see it in your page there. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Now, the word earth, when we see it in our Bibles, sometimes can be used interchangeably with the land. There's a background study to that we won't get into. But basically what that's referring to is the pro- God, the inheritance God has promised. The inheritance that God has promised. So in the old covenant, it would have been the promised land of Canaan. For us, it's the whole earth. And actually for Abraham too. I mean, the, Abraham will inherit the earth. Uh, in the uh, the end of all things, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Let's start at the beginning. Who are the meek? Very important question for Christians because it's supposed to be us. We're supposed to be the meek. The meek are sinners who've been brought low by the gospel. Meekness and humility go hand in hand. Humility is having a low view of self. Instead of a high view of self. So it's the opposite of pride. Meekness is the gentle and a kind spirit that will grow out of that humility. So humility and meekness go hand in hand. They're related. The meek, having abandoned the self-righteous pride that once filled our hearts, have also abandoned a harsh and critical spirit Toward others. Rather, now they are gentle and kind hearted, the meek. You cannot be arrogant and full of pride and also meek. But if we're full of humility, the humility that comes from God, we'll be meek. I have five encouragements toward meekness. These are increasing for the first. Uh, Almost all the fruit of the Spirit, I did three of these, and then for a few I did four. And now with this beatitude, we're doing five. But it's very important. So number one, the world does not applaud meekness. But it is of great value and great beauty to God. Don't be ashamed of being meek and humble. 1 Peter 3, 4, let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable beauty of a gentle or meek and quiet spirit, which is which in God's sight is very precious. That is of imperishable beauty. There's some beautiful things in this world whose beauty is fleeting. That will not last forever. But the beauty of meekness, the beauty of godliness will last forever. So we pursue What is beautiful in God's eyes. We pursue what is valuable in God's eyes. Not what the world says. Not what our selfish pride says. And among those things that's beautiful and valuable. Is a meek and humble spirit. Number two. Jesus' meekness. Enables us to serve him with freedom and joy. And not terror and gloom. Now this focus on this one is not our meekness, but Jesus's meekness. Matthew eleven twenty nine, 29, Jesus says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. If you young ones summing that up, that basically means come and follow me. That's what it means. It means come and follow me. Be my disciple. Be my follower. Be my student. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle 
and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Gentle again is that meekness. So he invites us to call him, but as a reason, one of the reasons he gives for that is he's gentle and lowly in heart, and that will enable us to find rest for our souls. So as we are followers of Jesus, students of Jesus, disciples of Jesus, that all means the same things. We're following him as people who have found rest for our soul. Not inner turmoil, but rest. Number three, Jesus entered Jerusalem to die for us in meekness and peace, not in violence and anger. Jesus knew he was going to die on a cross, suffer greatly. He knew he was going to be publicly embarrassed, spit upon, beaten, whipped, publicly shamed, and mocked in the streets, dying a horrific, painful death. He knew that that's where he was going, but he didn't go into the city with a chip on his shoulder. He didn't go into the city angry. He didn't approach the cross with the bitterness of soul. And violence in his heart toward those who would kill him. But rather meekness and peace. Matthew 21, 5. Say to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you. Humble or meek. And mounted on a donkey. On a colt. The foal of a beast of burden. That's how Jesus entered the city. On the week he was going to die. He was going to lay down his life for our salvation. He was not upset about it. He was not lashing out toward others, but he was humble and meek. So the world doesn't applaud meekness, but God does applaud meekness, number one. Number two, think of the practical value of Jesus' meekness. It enables us to approach him, not with fear, and to serve him, not with fear, but with joy and freedom, not terrified of him. And number three, Think about the way Jesus entered Jerusalem to die on the cross for your sins and for my sins in meekness and with full of the peace of God in his heart. Number four, God strengthens and comforts the meek. Now, this is important because we are a people who need comfort from God. We are a people who need strength from God. We can't make it on our own. Psalm 147, verse six, the Lord lifts up the humble or exalts the humble again The word in the Greek Old Testament there is the same exact word in our beatitude, meek. Yet he casts the wicked to the ground. Isn't it interesting? He's setting up two opposites. And often it's uh, the wicked and the righteous or the wicked and the holy. But here it's the wicked and the meek are the opposites. The one who's been humbled before God and is now obedient to him. The Lord lifts up the humble That means in a general sense, he'll give the humble strength. He'll give the humble comfort because the humble or the meek come to him for those things. Number five, finally, God teaches and leads the meek. I mean, I don't think we could overstate how important this is for life on earth. Our goal is to be led by God. Our goal is to be taught of God, to be taught by God, to learn from him, to follow him. We have to be meek if that's going to happen. God teaches and leads the meek. Psalm 25, 9. He leads the humble. Again, same word as meek. He leads the humble in what is right. And he teaches the humble his way. Of course, if I'm full of pride and arrogance and think that I have all the answers, 
then I cannot be led by God. I'll be led by myself. I cannot be taught of God. I'll be taught by myself. Whatever I think is right. Living for Jesus. Meekness is absolutely essential. Now, very, very quickly on this last part of the Beatitude, all the Beatitudes have these two parts, right? The character trait or the quality. For instance, today's blessed are the meek and then the blessing. Today they shall inherit the earth. What does it mean to inherit the earth? There's a massive study on this, but it can easily be summarized. I've put some of the cross-references on each of these points there for your further study. What it means to inherit the earth means two things. First, it means you belong to the church, which is filling the earth based on the authority and power of Jesus. And I put some explicit, powerful cross-references there for you. Belong to the earth, or belong to the church, rather, which is filling the earth based on the authority and power of Jesus. That is what's happening in the church age. That is the definition of. That's the central thing that's going on right now. This is the church age where the ascended Christ is spreading his salvation all over the world. That's why he's called in scripture the savior of the world. He's not just the savior of Israel. He's the savior of the world. And what he's doing right now through his church, through his gospel and by his spirit, spreading his salvation to the ends of the earth. And that is going to happen and be completed successfully. And the uh, second thing that it means to inherit the earth, it means you'll dwell in the new heavens and the new earth, which God will create at the return of Jesus. So there's a provisional inheritance right now, the inheritance of the saints, the inheritance in the church. Each other is part of that inheritance. And there's an eternal inheritance in glory, the new heavens and the new earth. All that we have right now. In Christ. Is the gift of God's grace. And it's, it's not just an individual thing for us. It's part of God's grand purpose. And grand plan. To create a people for himself. In Christ. To inhabit this earth in glory. And all that's happening now. Is just heading up to that final goal. It's heading up to that final goal. That doesn't make what's happening now unimportant. No it makes what's happening now. Very important. Very exciting. That we're headed for glory and a part of what God is doing. And the point of this beatitude is it's not the proud. It's not those who think just highly of themselves. It's not the self-righteous. It's the meek and the humble. Those who've been brought low by the gospel. Have been humbled by the gospel. To abandon self-righteousness. And therefore also abandon a harsh and critical spirit toward others. They're warm and welcoming and kind and gentle. Blessed are the meek. For they shall inherit the earth. Let's pray.